Previously on, those were the days. But if you asked me to hum the theme song, I could immediately do it. It's kind of like Amelia Bedelia for grown-ups, right? He had been in the Aleutian Islands for three whole weeks. <laughs> but watching it with adult eyes, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Yep. So Basenji is a kind of dog. That was a great gag. Back in Basenji, which is a kind of dog. Uh, my favorite manifestation of his during that, though, was the Pit of Tigers. I appreciate you agreeing with me one way or the other, Travis. And Standards and Practices was having it no more. Finkilium. That's what it was. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. Those Were the Days, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of classic TV. I'm your host, Travis, a.k.a. TV's Travis, and I am not alone. I need help discussing classic television. So with me, I have a crime-fighting badass who drives a talking 1983 Chevy Silverado named Wit, Amy Frost. Hitchcock was the master of suspense and arguably one of the most influential directors. But only Knight Rider was brave enough to ask, what if Hitchcock had a synthesizer? <laughs> also with me, a man who will only wear shirts with the top three buttons undone, Audie Norman. Michael. Michael, I'm trying to reach you, Michael. Where are you? My scanners can only go so far, Michael. <laughs> and a suspicious janitor named Mason Jorhees, or as we call him, Stephen Adams. Look, I know that some people want costumes made of any kind of hair, but me, I'm a discerning costume enthusiast, and I accept only the best. I have a photo of a sample of a lock of gorilla hair, and if I can't get an exact match, well... I'm taking my business elsewhere. <laughs> Look, we need to have standards, okay? <laughs> yeah. The costume <laughs> industry needs to give me the real stuff or no go. This is Those Were the Days. We talk classic TV, and if you haven't figured it out by now, we're talking about Knight Rider. Uh, Knight Rider was a 1982 television series. ran from 1982 to 1986, a total of 86 episodes on NBC. Created by Glenn A. Larson. Uh, it is the story of Michael Knight, born Michael Long. He was a detective in, uh, I can't remember who he was a detective for, but during uh, something happening in Las Vegas, he was shot in the face and nearly died. And so self-made billionaire William Knight decided to give him plastic surgery and rename him Michael Knight. And now he works for his private uh, corporation, I guess, called Flag, um, which stood for, if I remember it correctly, was the Foundation of for Law and Government, Flag. So that's who Michael Knight works for, and he drives, uh, assisting him on his missions, is the Knight Industries 2000, a heavily modified Pontiac Trans Am named Kit, uh, voiced by Mr. Feeney. Yeah. Feeney! Holy cow. Uh, so this show, 86 episodes, and uh, it, was, it was kind of a cultural phenomenon in the oh, early yeah. 80s. Um, I had a plastic big wheel of Knight Rider. It was, it was also, a kit big wheel. Amy, you had that too? I had that big wheel also. <laughs> I envied Amazing. that big wheel. Did not have it. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea the big wheel existed. Yep. Um, you missed out, so my dude. I just yeah, wanted to jump in with everyone else. There. <laughs> this was the show that kind of shot David Hasselhoff to fame. Uh, he had been on The Young and the Restless for a few years before this, but this was really the the show that put him on the map. Um, and uh, he plays Michael Knight, and he just refuses to button up those shirts. He's got to let the the old chest fuzz show to be at fair, all times. It was 1984, and they all did that. It's fine. My bigger problem was that his shirt seemed to be held, like the fabric seemed to be held together purely through will. Like if he stopped <laughs> yes. thinking about his shirt, the molecules would just drift off of his body. <laughs> kind of, yes. Yeah. Um, so we are kicking off uh, a month of Halloween and spooky themed episodes. So mm -hmm. I decided to find an episode of Knight Rider called Halloween Night, because every single episode of this show had night in the title somehow. 
And uh, <laughs> and so we're going to talk about that. So it opens up uh, a couple days before Halloween. Um, so the show had four main characters. Michael, played by David Hasselhoff. There was um, William Daniels, a.k.a. Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets mm-hmm. World, was the voice of Kit. Uh, he was uncredited in the series. Uh, Edward Mulhair played Devin Miles, who was sort of the older British uh, or English gentleman that ran Flag. He was the uh, the figurehead for it, and he gave Michael all of his uh, mission briefings and information. And then um, we had Patricia McPherson as Doctor Bonnie Barstow, who was the like tech- technician. She could program, reprogram Kit, and all this kind of stuff. She was in seasons one and three and four, but she was written out at the end of the first season. And they replaced her with uh, April Curtis for season two, but the fans did not like that. And 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 between uh, Edward Mulher and David Hasselhoff, also campaigning for it, they brought her back for the final the the final two seasons. So Bonnie is moving into a new apartment, and also apparently very sick. I don't know. We have no background. She's just drinking. She's she's pouring onto a spoon what looks like maybe castor oil. I'm not sure. Cough syrup. Cough syrup. Some that's eighty. That's that's yeah, a good eighties cough syrup. You know the one with well, yeah. in it. Clearly, it is thick. because yeah, just she, <laughs> thick stuff. She drinks down the cough syrup and complains to the people. You know the rowdy, loud people in the hallway having a, a Halloween party to keep it down. And while she's doing that, somebody in a gorilla costume comes by, <laughs> and uh, then they they leave. And moments later, they are across the complex in a different apartment. I mean, in in literally the time it took her to walk from her front door to her bed. They made it all the way over there. She sees the gorilla attack the woman, choking her in the apartment. He then turns and looks towards her. So she goes for her phone. And I love this part because she goes to grab the phone, which is buried under blankets in her bed. And before she can dial or anything, she just, pff, that cough syrup. Because it was, again, it's this the was the stuff. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hits hard. Yeah, this was that 180 proof, right? This is, you know, <laughs> yeah. On the back of it, it says, do not operate heavy machinery. <laughs> exactly. Ensure you have eight hours to sleep. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal. It's Ambien before we had Ambien. <laughs> That's how I figured out I was allergic to alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff was good. What I, I, I love this scene, and I really could, I, as I was watching it, I could sympathize with her. Because I spent my Dragon Con trip in a hotel room right next to the pool. Mm, uh, oh, and I was nice. like, yes. Yes, you should be angry. <laughs> this is—it's awful. <laughs> Parties that you're not in is yeah. just around you. Yep. Sucks. <laughs> so the next day, Michael shows up, bringing her some flowers as kind of a welcome to the you know uh, housewarming gift for her new apartment. Um, but somewhere during the morning, I guess she must have called Devin and let him know what happened because Michael knows about her seeing something. So we never get to see like that she explains to anybody what happened. Just, we kind of walk in after that happened. Um, but Michael's there to investigate, even though uh, Bonnie um, is like, she, I love the the scene where she gives him a little bit of crap. Like, oh, you're just blah, blah, blah. And he's like, ouch. No, I'm here to help. Um, <laughs> when he walks in, too, we get our first view of the uh, the spooky groundskeeper um, maintenance guy for the uh, the place. And they're not subtle about him no. being a bad guy, right? So she, as, well, when she sees as, the murder, right? I was like, "Oh, well, that's kind of that's kind of rear window, huh?" And then I was like, "Oh, oh no, it, it actually is." Okay, all right, no, they've yep. they've gone all the way, fine. But then yep. when when Michael walks in and the the camera pans over to that hedge, and here's the maintenance guy just stands up from behind it and starts trimming the hedges and the musical cue and it's like okay we're mm-hmm. <laughs> well, all right we uh, we have just tossed subtlety right out the window we're, we're uh-huh. four minutes in this is cool um and then i i also like when michael goes inside and he hands her the flowers which she can't smell anything because of her cold or whatever yes. mm-hmm. um but then she's like well i need to find a vase that i haven't unpacked yet the one i have is being used as a juice uh canister or whatever Yep. So then Michael just picks up the can that had the juice in it. It's like, well, just use this. <laughs> I don't understand how Thanks. pineapple juice is like the only holdover in the canned juice category, right? Like <laughs> pineapple juice is like, yes, yeah. I'm going to still be a giant can. I will yep. not be a carton. <laughs> there is there is no other way to get it. No. No. Well, um, the acid in the pineapple would eat anything. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> 
Pi- true. Pineapple's the only food that eats you back, you know? <laughs> That's a and again, point. this was, you know, mid-80s. They just canned oh, yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she explains to him what she saw, and uh, they go check out the apartment. So they go over there, knock on the door, nobody answers. Knock on the door, nobody answers. So what do you do? Well, obviously, you try the door handle, right? Sure. Sure. It's unlocked. So they go inside, and it's empty. And she swears it was all furnished and there was stuff in there. She couldn't have seen any of that. She saw a white wall behind a gorilla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, she claims, of course, everything was there, blah, blah, blah. Well, Michael's like, all right, let's, let's go. So he decides to um, go to the neighbor's. And find out about the the uh, the party, right? So he goes to the. He's having a slow week. There's he is. He's <laughs> like, yeah, all right. There's there's no international espionage going on. He's got no nothing from Devon, so he's like, yeah, fine. It's I'll, a holiday I'll find week. He's this. got some time. <laughs> yeah. So he so he goes to the apartment and he talks to the woman and asks her. Her name is Denise and asks her uh, if anybody came to the party dressed as a gorilla, which she claims no, no one did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. I'll leave you to it then. And as he's leaving, he sees a little tuft of fur a tucked into tuft? a doorknob. And, uh, okay, it's a, it's a big it old a hunk big of fur. Tuft. So yeah. he, he grabs that and leaves. Under the part of the doorknob, there's no way your hair would get stuck there unless that was, one, a bad doorknob, or yeah. two, let me plant some evidence. Yeah. Well, having seen the maintenance guy, it could just be a loose well, doorknob. <laughs> this is true. Can we also just take a step back and talk about how in the 80s a single woman just let some stranger dude into her apartment to have a discussion I for no good down. reason? Well, we do I was going to go there too. We do find out it's a singles building. Mm-hmm. Um which I feel like Bonnie did not actually want a part of, right? Like it feels like she this was in her price range and she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, all right, but I please just leave me alone. <laughs> Kind of, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I was I was curious who would pick up on the fact that like Michael just sort of invites himself into the apartment and, and Denise is just like, Yeah, sure, come on in. She's down She's to play. just in a silky bathrobe and heels. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> on a different channel, have... this becomes something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a private investigator here to investigate your private. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> or it's so, an episode of Knight Rider. You know, it's, you know either way. 50 50. So, Michael leaves and he takes the tuft of fur out to the car where uh, Kit is being, um, uh, how do I put this? Um, not hexed. abused. Hexed. There we go. He's being hexed by a yes. witch, Esmeralda, who wants, she wants uh, Kit as her witch mobile. Mm-hmm. So, just. I mean, random. doesn't everyone? Like, yeah, sure. why is. It's not that weird. Uh, so, so Michael has Kit uh, analyze the the fur, which is genuine gorilla fur. Eighties were a wild time, guys. Yes. And <laughs> who shaved that gorilla? That's my question. <laughs> well, and not only that, but he Just makes say. the immediate jump that it uh, it's obviously from a gorilla costume. Who who mm-hmm. in their right mind would be renting out genuine gorilla fur costumes? So he has Kit start. Somebody you know, that Pete out. is knocking the door on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so Michael heads back to the building and on his way back in, uh, a mysterious set of hands suddenly shoves a plant pot with a plant in it off the third floor balcony with an audio sting. Mm-hmm. Very oh, yeah. important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to have that. Uh, so Michael runs up, runs into the same apartment, it's apartment 302, um, goes in there and the guy's trying to sneak away and he grabs him, pushes him up against the wall. He's like, who are you? What are you doing? Turns out the guy's name is Norman Baines. Yes. On the nose. Yeah, that sounds good. It somehow gets worse, though. Like, later in this episode, (laughs) the subtlety somehow gets even worse. Mm -hmm. We're already at the subtle level of, like, a a running chainsaw. Yeah. Um, And so... (laughs) (laughs) good. So as Michael is kind of... homage, (laughs) guys. Yes. As as Michael is interrogating this guy, Norman Baines, uh, the building owner walks in. Um, and it's like, well, what are you here for? Do you want to rent the apartment? Because the apartment has apparently been empty for three or four months. Yeah. So Michael leaves. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we cut to Bonnie in her apartment. She's cleaning, and she's like cleaning off the top of what looks like, I don't know, a smoke detector or something on the wall, and it knocks a key down, but she doesn't see that. She, but then she finds the key on the floor and just assumes it's one of the 
87 keys she needs for this building. Because apparently there's a key to the door, the key to the door to the apartment, the laundry room, uh, the gate outside. Um, there's a, I think there's That's, a snack Well, you get a singles somewhere. community. You got to want to <laughs> weed out the sketchy people. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be able to work. You got to, you have to be able to get through 18 doors using mm-hmm. 17 different keys. Because see, if you've already, that's why that, that's why Denise just let him in. Because if he's gotten past all of that, he has clearly been vetted at least enough to get into the building and to her door. So that's she, true. he's probably yeah, fine. That's, that's true. Um, while this is going on, she starts to hear water coming from her bathroom, like the, the shower running. So she goes into the bathroom, pulls back the shower curtain, and the woman that she saw killed is laying in the bathtub. Oh my gosh. And she freaks out and runs As out and finds do. Michael. Yeah, she finds Michael. She calls him in. Michael goes in, and the body's gone. Dun, dun, dun. And there's no water. And there's no water. Yeah. No water in the tub. And let's not forget the subtlety of hearing the psycho theme in the shower at oh, this yeah, point no, as well. Not, yeah. We didn't. Yeah, we hear we, the strings. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that was there. So she's worried that she's losing her mind, that the fever gave her hallucinations, whatever. Michael's like, no, no, no we're going to figure it out. Somebody's trying to make you feel crazy. The best um, part is when he's like, when he asks her how she's doing, like before this, and she's like, well, physically, I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. all right. So we go to a commercial, we come back, and Michael is breaking into central costumes. Again, subtlety and like originality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we Which get is a quick just s- the back lot. Like, this, yeah. they were like, yes. this, is, this is ideal. We, mm-hmm. we have yeah. a prop room. Yes, this is perfect. Uh, we we have don't a, have to get anything, you know, uh, releases filed. Yep, no, this, <laughs> yeah. is good. this is good. We're just going to go <laughs> this is out easy. back. He, uh, he has a quick scare with a, with a Halloween decoration that almost uh, axes him, um, which is dumb. And then uh, he finds the one <laughs> rack of costumes in the entire place that has the one... Because it's all like one... wall sconces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he walks down a whole hall of wall sconces and chandeliers. And you're like, oh, yeah. all right. But he finds... Costume store. Yeah, yeah, and he, he finds the one rack of costumes with the one gorilla costume that mm-hmm. still has the tag on it, and it was rented by Denise. Oh, so Michael's no. like, all right, I'm going to go lay the smack down. He takes, he takes the costume. He steals it from Central Costumes. <laughs> from Central Costumes. He, he says something like, I just rented, I guess I just rented a gorilla suit. No, you didn't. You stole it. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. stole a gorilla right. suit from a place that has no security, even though it sells a gorilla suit made of authentic gorilla hair. Like, <laughs> right? That is okay. I don't he think really pushes this private eye like a, a long way in this show. Like, I'm amazed that people <laughs> mm-hmm. let him do just about anything. Yeah. It's like it's he's the, not uh, a cop. It's the Sam and Max rule, right? <laughs> he he's tells freelance us that. police. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, freelance police. Yeah, I'm not a cop. Then why I'm not answering your stupid questions? Get out of my house. He is going exactly. for people who are operating above the law. We That's should right. be That's thankful right. that mm-hmm. he's out there with his chest hair and being all shiny. His, his back, his back was real sweaty at one point, and I was like, mm, oh, "That's yeah. that polyester. Mm-hmm. You can't. You need something that breathes, my dude." <laughs> or keep the jacket yeah. on. Yeah. So he heads back. He heads back to Denise's apartment, uh, and when he gets there to confront her about having um, her having rented that costume, Bonnie's there, um, and Denise is introducing <laughs> Bonnie to Simon. Mm-hmm. Just we're just throwing characters at us. No idea who yeah. this dude is. No, no idea his relationship to Denise. But there he is. Well, there's um, a smart way to do whodunits. Where you know all the characters ahead of time, and then there's the dumb way to do whodunits, where you just go, crap, this is getting too simple. Introduce some more things. <laughs> Throw more people in there. there we, we, haven't even, we, we haven't even gotten there yet. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they, uh, Michael starts to be like, all right, I know that you rented the costume. Why'd you lie to me? And she's like, I didn't lie to you. You asked me if anyone came to the party dressed as a gorilla. Like oh okay all right so so now you're suspicious are we seven years old semantics I mean lie of omission um so Michael's getting a little little more steamed up and Bonnie's like all right let's go she she grabs him and they leave because she's trying to get it (laughs) she's finally (laughs) like oh I get it all right this is actually a great place to live I see now and Michael rolls in. Being all shiny chested and hairy, trying to ruin everything. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good part was because Denise at one point, you know, he's like, are you sure? When, you know, he's asking if anybody came as a gorilla and she's mm-hmm. like, and he's like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, I would have remembered that. I like hairy guys. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. um, so Michael finds out that the, the suit was cleaned before it was returned. And he knows and then we who get, the, clean, then we get, the, uh, the cleaner is. We get his, um, he gets a bad boy point for racism. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. mm, you were mm-hmm. doing so good, 80 show. You were doing <laughs> so good. Then you just went hard. It, it, <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um, thankfully, strike. it was the, the one line that was like that in the entire show. Yeah. The entire yeah. episode anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, so it was so a one strike, the, but... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> He heads to the cleaner to find out more information. Um, then we cut to just a random house, uh, which is the uh, building owner uh, for Bonnie's building. And he's on the phone with somebody talking about how Knight is involved. And, well, the costume is your, your issue now. And you're going to have to do something about it. So Michael's leaving the cleaner, uh, throws the costume in the trunk, uh, which, which, of course, Kit has to be sassy about. Like, that thing better we not We did shed. miss the part... The very sophisticated part where Kit confirmed that the hair sample had matched the costume because they oh, yes. did oh, overlay yeah. perfectly. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was mm-hmm. Really good. It was that, so that good. Killed I got, me. I screamed. I was so excited. CSI, <laughs> eat your heart out. To their yeah, credit, best. but but to <laughs> their credit, they used a different image for the second tuft of uh, of fur. Right, so it wasn't. They didn't just reuse the same graphic to show like gorilla fur matching gorilla fur. They used a different graphic of gorilla fur matching. Aww. So I give him credit there. But Michael, on his way out of the cleaner, um, suddenly uh, a guy in a different gorilla costume while driving a car because why not uh, tries to run him down on the road. So then we get a car chase. Kit this is so best. nonchalant about it. Michael, look <laughs> out! Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kit, Kit shows didn't no program emotion. urgency into no. the voice at all. Uh, Mr. Feeney's in the booth, just like get out. And I'm a robot. And he slides over the over the roof. Dude, yeah, he jumped here. over. Does so a, a full on roof slide. Go. That was great. That's where those polyester so pants come in handy. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, because all one, I wanted to do as a that kid. car was low to the ground, and two. David Hasselhoff is a tall man, so yeah, he made that. There was one point easy. where he's walking through the doorway, and I was like, "How tall is he? he is six four? Mm-hmm. I had no Holy idea." Holy cow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love doors. Phil Rude in the chat brings up the the guys driving the car while wearing oh, the yeah. gorilla costume uh-huh. or a gorilla costume, not the gorilla costume because right. we've got that one. It's in the this trunk. one's probably made of he, mohair. He never yeah, returned the second one. He kept the <laughs> yeah. second one as backup. Oh, so yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so then we get a car chase, and uh, and sure enough, the car chase even has a giant pane of glass on the back yes. of a truck that nearly and gets run over by the first car. Yep, that car speeds through the alley, and they're unloading mm-hmm. it in an alley for whatever reason. So the well, first car backing sp- out. Yeah, okay. the, yeah. the whole the, truck is backing out. The plot yeah. demands it, Travis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just go <laughs> with stunt. it. Go so, with it because we need the greatest cut to commercial in television history. Right. So the yep. first car sla- flies past, and then Michael is coming up, and he sees the truck just keeps backing up in the way. So he hits the turbo boost button on Kit, which also apparently has a ramp deployment feature yep. that will mm-hmm. send him in the air. And so it sends him into the air, and. Coming back from commercial. We see the car crash through and land, and then Michael's like, where did he go? And Kit says, I don't know. He's off the scanner. And we cut away. Like, we had to have yeah. the break right there. Mm-hmm. Nobody, <laughs> look, nobody got up to refill their Pepsi. Uh, yeah, as long as you commercial. had somebody yelling. That yeah, they, you don't back. want to miss when that comes back. And no. Stephen, having not seen this show before, I need to let you know they're contractually obligated to do a turbo boost at least once or twice Every episode. Yeah. Oh, You're going to get that at the very least. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so after Michael's lost the other car, we cut to later that night, Norman arriving at the apartment building again, looking even, again, very suspicious. Now he's got a bag. He's got a canvas <laughs> yeah. bag. And he's Where going into went? his apartment. Good Lord. 
<laughs> and he dressed like MacGruber. Yeah. yeah. Like, that yeah, killed he me. Like, he's totally MacGruber every time I saw him. Yeah, so so Norman is, is heading into his apartment, looking around, looking suspicious, carrying that big bag or whatever. And now they've, they're leaning so much more into the psycho stuff. The more of the psycho music is playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gets inside, and then Michael confronts him, um, scares the crap out of him, asks him why he's got a giant knife strapped to his boot. And giant Bowie knife. Yeah, huge like this Bowie big. knife. And and Norman confesses, he did it. He's been doing it for years. And here is where we're going to play a quick little game that I like to call, what the hell? (laughs) I'm going to play you something. I'm going to play you a sound, and I want to know if any of you can tell me what he said here. I have figured it out by this point, okay? okay? But we'll start. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start with Amy. Amy, you get the first crack at this. What the hell does he say here? I always read a passport tonight before Halloween. <laughs> As I, I always, I always read the pumpkin patch in the night before Halloween. <laughs> That's the take they went with. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. means that either that was the only take, or, and this is what I like to believe, that was the best take. Best take. The Look, be- did the- you see this guy talking earlier when he had him shoved up against the wall when we first meet him? The dude's spit is thick. I mean, like I saw just it was just flothing around in his mouth as he was trying to speak. This guy needs a big glass of water before shooting any scene. Like that's that's what happened. He can't get those words out past the mucus <laughs> stuck in his mouth. One last time. I have to play this that's where one Bonnie last got the, time. That's where Bonnie got the cold from. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Norman Bates get nasty just, spit just licking doorknobs. Oh, this was just this was too good to not capture Norman Baines. I always read a passport tonight before Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny now. To, we were talking pre pre show about kids sneezing in our faces, mm-hmm. and we have it on this episode. Oh. Slow down, Norman. Yeah, Take just, a breath. Hey, uh, hey, you want to run that one again? No, no. We're just yeah. gonna go with. We're just gonna. All right, we'll just go with that. That's fine. Film is expensive. Travis. I feel like this <laughs> could be. It could be a potential second strike. If they're like, no, no, he's simple. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. There, right. There's a mm, yellow card on this one. Mm-hmm. Yellow card. <laughs> I feel like the producers are just telling if we shoot it again, we're just going to have to buy Kodak. <laughs> so, so Michael uh, Michael sits down with Norman and says, "Okay, look, no, why why did you take the gorilla suit to the cleaner?" And he's like, "Why well, did it for Denise? You know, she asked me to. She offered me five dollars, but I said no because she's my friend." And uh, and Michael's like, "Well, maybe I'll just go ask her." And he's like, "You can, you can go ask her." Oh wait, no, you can't. She's not there. And I love this exchange. This was the moment watching it where I had the I had the realization and the memory of like, okay, everybody's in on the joke of what this show is. Like yeah. the people making mm-hmm. it know. Because Norman Norman is like, no, you can't go and see her. She's left or she's gone. She's gone. And and Michael's response is like, why do you make that sound so final? <laughs> He's like, no, I just mean till tomorrow. He's like, you know what? Okay, and and leaves. But it was just, I'm like, yeah, Hasselhoff knew exactly what show he was involved in here. Like, Oh, yeah. I do want to yeah, say, knew- there's no way Norman is carving those tiny pumpkins with that giant knife. <laughs> it's not No, happening. but he does take the knife to the pumpkin to end the scene. So Yes. With, again, With the weirdest music. sound. It yeah. wasn't even the right pumpkin carving sound. It not was like sandpaper, you know, on a fish. I don't even know what that <laughs> sound was. <laughs> <laughs> it was something else. I half expected so him to cut that the, the, all the way out, and we find something weird in those pumpkins for some reason. <laughs> so Michael and Bonnie end up deciding, we're going to go talk to Denise again, and they head back to the apartment building. And when they get there, Simon just happens to be there, too, wait, of course. wondering where Denise is, because Denise was supposed to meet him to play tennis. I mean, and he's he handsome starts... and blonde. If he's not in a polo shirt and a sweater, it's not a 1980s television show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, he had, he had tennis shorts on. Um, yeah. that were about, uh, yeah, they, I think did. they had like an inch and a half inseam. Um, yeah, if he stepped big, great. you'd see his nut just drop <laughs> out of there. <laughs> uh, 
and uh, and he yep. starts hitting on Bonnie hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like he is again not subtle whatsoever. No, no. Um, I could not tolerate a person that stood that close. <laughs> like you know when you run into somebody you kind of know, and then you end up walking <laughs> in the same direction. You're like, crap! I really don't want to be talking to this person. That's what this whole scene gave me anxiety. Made me feel that way. I'm like, nope, I don't. I will go. I will do a whole circle around this building to pretend I had to go somewhere else. Hi, <laughs> uh, in my car. I forgot. Uh. Yeah. Uh, bye. But on top of that, with Michael right there next to her, like, yeah. <laughs> Let's take that weird factor up a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He uh, he needed to unbutton another shirt button. And let more of the chest air out, like yeah. you know, to as a warning sign. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so Michael heads off to uh, to to see Denise. Uh, Simon asks out Bonnie to a party, but she ends up turning the tables and says, "Well, why don't you take me to my party?" They make the date. She heads for her apartment. Nobody answers at Denise's place. So Michael comes back out, and uh, once again, Simon's like. Boy, I, I hope everything works out with Bonnie. Okay, she's a real great gal. You know, she's just and he's just talking about her and how wonderful she is and asks about the hallucinations because he knows about that. He, I guess she. He's known her for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Five minutes and he's totally into her. And um, perfectly okay talking to her friend that he knows is her friend about this. Like, yeah. Whew. I'd hate for her to be broken. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Bonnie's in the apartment and she calls him up and her place has been ransacked, just tossed. And while they're I'm, looking I'm around. I'm not going to lie. It took me a minute to figure that out because she's been unpacking. <laughs> so like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I was like, what? Wasn't it like that? <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Which I can't so comment on how I live, but it's fine. It's fine. As they're, <laughs> as they're looking around for, you know, whatever evidence they can find, uh, Bonnie goes into the bathroom, and yet again in the bathroom, something weird happens. We see her first look in the, in the tub, and there's nothing in there. And then she turns around and is just staring, and she calls Michael in, and in come Michael and Simon. No, and she doesn't call him. He, mi- just, he, like, goes to find her, and okay. she yeah, just does right, a right. creepy point. Because in the mirror... Is some kind of a goblin demon spouting gibberish? It's one of the door knockers from Labyrinth. (laughs) Yes, and uh, and it's just spouting gibberish, and it keeps saying, "Can I? Can I tell you what I think it was saying when I heard it?" It kept yelling. It kept yelling, no regret space heater. That's what I heard every time it said a word was no regret space heater. I was like, "What does that mean?" I do have a question. Uh huh. <laughs> Did anyone hear it and not immediately know that it was just backwards? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yep, absolutely. But Michael's like, I didn't because I wasn't out. thinking that hard about an episode of Knight Rider. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> well, it turns out that there was a holographic projector installed in the bathroom. It was my favorite part. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. The holographic it, projector with a micro cassette. Mm-hmm. Yes, my yeah. favorite I want, thing. I want Bill Duran to build me that prop so I can yes. just have it. That myself. works through that grill, sure. It's yep. fine. In in this multiple directions tech. too, because yep. mm-hmm. it had to project into the bathtub, into the bathtub? a convincing uh, a, a convincing uh, corpse as well, well he, as he could have swapped it when ransacking the apartment. I could suppose. Have put in another tape and turn True. it around. I'm not saying well, no, it's great. Well, no, because the tape had the sound. Oh, the tape had the sound. All right. But could I it... just love that it was technology we don't have with technology that's totally archaic. At this yeah. point, yeah. micro cassette holographic projector <laughs> mm-hmm. combined. Genius. Mm-hmm. So Michael sends the audio to Kit to analyze, and Kit's like, yeah, it's backwards. It's, it's, not, it's not complicated. It's not, it's not difficult. Here, here's the audio, and it's an address. It's 36 mm-hmm. Fairview Road. Um, and this, this and is so, where subtlety just <laughs> yeah. all pretense is gone. This is plot so, demands it stuff because I'm like, why would you broadcast your address? Yeah. Even well, backwards. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, yeah. All right. So, uh, so Michael and Bonnie head to that address, 36 Fairview Road. And they pull up mm-hmm. and it is, it is gated off. Um, mm-hmm. And at the top of the hill is mm-hmm. the house from Psycho mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the music from Psycho playing. Not a house that looks kind of like the house from Psycho. No. The house from <laughs> yeah. Psycho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And Michael's like, my, this looks familiar. That's that was that was the best part. This kind of nah. nah. Yeah. So they they head up to the house. It's creepy. There's all sorts of sounds and stuff. And then they see, I think, on the garage, like a separate garage, a door open up and there's a light swinging back and forth. So Michael's like, wait here. I'm going to go check it out. And he heads in that direction. And Bonnie just follows him right in. (laughs) Doesn't Mm -hmm. wait at all. Um, And inside they find the dead body. And as soon as that revelation is made, all the doors slam shut. Yep. So now they're stuck in there. And gas starts to pour in. Gas. Mm-hmm. Just I, gas. I, I no really more love specificity. How, I love how David Hasselhoff looked like he just smelled a fart when he first smelled like, <laughs> He tries to break <laughs> open, that? like, the, the, like, barn doors. And, yeah. So, and my yep. favorite is that Kit's like, I detect gas. Yeah, dog, we know. <laughs> yeah, we, we smell it. We also detect it. We have noses. Yes, Kit. So Get up here now. Yeah, Michael yeah, calls Kit up. Help. Kit drives up, uses a grappling hook to pull the, the chain that off was the, the doors. Best. I thought he was just going to ram into the door. I know, no. me too. Nope. Yeah. No, so much better to use the grappling yeah. hook. Uh, and they get out. End of scene. Yeah. Um, we cut to a commercial. We come back. And uh, come to find out, the, so the, the woman's name is Linda. She used to live in Bonnie's apartment. <gasps> the house where they found her dead body is also owned by the owner of Bonnie's apartment building. It was, the it was, it belonged pickets. to his mother. That was the other, uh, nice ah. scene. Again, <laughs> subtle. Yeah. So, that ends, uh, Michael's like, I'm gonna go do some more digging. I'm gonna go talk to this guy. So, Michael heads to, uh, Mr. Grant's house. And, uh, who's there but Denise? So that's a weird reveal. So he goes inside. Mm-hmm. Well, Denise is Mr. Grant's daughter. Yep. So there's that is brought up to light, and then he shoes her away. And Michael confronts him. He's like, all right, I know that she was living in that apartment building. What was she to you? Blah, blah, blah. Turns out she was, I guess, extorting money, taking money that belonged to him and his family, his children, all of this kind of stuff. And he gets very upset with Michael and tells Michael to leave. And uh, Michael, as he's leaving, and it... It's one of my favorite things. It, uh, it was a great line delivery. Mm-hmm. Again, showing the quality of this show. Because as Michael's leaving, he says this. But I got some special effects of my own, like making you disappear for 20 years, man. <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> it's the man. Really the man it. at the end. Totally. Yep. Really I is. literally quoted that in my notes because I thought it was so stupid. Man. Like It was the worst delivery ever. Mm, I mean, it years, wasn't man. given really good quality material here. <laughs> like, no, no. Mm-hmm. He had something about. I've never watched the episode of Night Rider until now, but something about Hasselhoff's delivery in multiple lines throughout this episode just had this ending of just like it. It's like I'm chatting, I'm doing my acting thing, and then just I don't even care. Like it would just tank yeah. right there at the end with like the last <sighs> word every time. So, so yeah, so. Um, they leave, and now we cut to that night at the party. Um, uh-huh. And uh, Bonnie shows up at the party with a guy in a tuxedo and a pumpkin mask, which, by the way, was a silver shamrock pumpkin mask from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Um, I saw the thing on the back. I didn't, I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, I, I thought that was a nice touch. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's not Simon who was supposed to be bringing here. No, he had business to attend to. It's Norman. Business. Yes. Yeah. So she's there with Norman. And meanwhile, Michael is apparently on his way back. He had to go somewhere for something. I don't, whatever. They don't explain anything in this episode, including this. Okay. We got to time out for a second, though. Um, because <laughs> she's dressed as Scarlett O'Hara. Uh-huh. And he's mm-hmm. dressed as Rhett. But they're not going to the party together. No. What you don't do a couple's <laughs> costume with someone that you're not going with. That just yeah. seems I because it's not like a group thing. They're not all there. Like it's just no. That mustache, but that was though, part was of it. Is so there was the there was some kind of romantic tension that I think they wanted to have, especially in season one, that they sort of were maybe. Touching up, but like not not in this episode at all. No. I have in they, a little bit. I'll get to my comments about my feelings about Michael Knight's romantic life because 
I had feelings in this episode. Um, but you <laughs> did, did. Did anybody else notice that his Rhett Butler costume was just like a pencil mustache and soul glow all throughout his hair? <laughs> <laughs> like, all I could think was like he just from, it just all over, just greased down real good. It was, well, it it was, was soul soul glow, a, hot, a John Waters mustache, and a Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders, like for yes. a hot yeah. second, yeah. I was Colonel like Sanders. Colonel Sanders. Oh wait, no. It made me think <laughs> of the days when I was at camp and we'd find whatever we could find at Goodwill to make a costume of a character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he had perfect access to central costumes or whatever that <laughs> right? was. I mean, yeah. he was he in there before. He had a very good gorilla costume in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> authentic gorilla fur. <laughs> yes. A real gorilla costume. So, so as Michael's making his way back, he's trying to find out more information about Grant. And he finds out that, uh, you know, he was married and had one child. He's like, well, wait a minute. He said children. And sure enough, he had a child from a previous marriage. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, he asked, Michael asked Kit, well, what's his name? And we don't get to see it, but we get Michael's reaction. And he has to speed up to get there. And he's trying we to call Devin. Mm-hmm. So at the party, uh, Norman is acting a little, little strange, as he has been all episode, um, and wants to go sit down. So, so Bonnie takes him to a couch in the hallway. And they the go to a different hallway. Yes, they go mm-hmm. to a different part of the house away from the party. And that's when Norman starts acting even weirder. Like To be fair, Norman seems like he could be a guy with social anxiety. So maybe oh, he does time. just need like some quiet time in the chill out room. Yeah. Uh but then but. he starts breathing really heavily and like just <laughs> arms extended stalking towards say. her. Yeah. Um, he gets a little handsy. He, he read does. those signals way wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And then Michael busts in and they're there so now he's searching the house for Bonnie. Um, immediately going upstairs for whatever reason. I'm not sure why, but that's where he goes. Bonnie uh, gets away from Norman by going into Devin's office and locking the door. Uh-huh. And then she turns around, and there's a guy in a Cylon helmet. Uh-huh. And it's Simon. <laughs> <laughs> that was the weirdest co- costume combo I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it, it really was. It was like a swashbuckling Cylon. It was, it was uh-huh. odd. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had face paint under the mask. Like, yeah. what? why do yeah. both? Uh-huh. Mask or face paint? What are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, and she's like, well, wait, I thought you had business. And he goes, well, my business was you. Because he's the killer. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, so Michael ends up the, finding it. Because he, he finds the Norman. classic villain thing. Of Monologuing? telling her mm-hmm. exactly what's go like. <laughs> Come on, my dude. Mm-hmm. Villains love to gloat, man. They do. They do. Yeah, but you got to finish the job. Like mm-hmm. gloat to a corpse. Like yeah. So uh... <laughs> well, he's got to say it for her <laughs> so that he can have the cool fight with Michael in a few minutes. So yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. so they find Norman. Norman tells him, "Oh, he's down in the office there." Michael goes and like jump kicks the door off its hinges. <laughs> so- it was a it was a wonderful like mm-hmm. just couldn't break oh, down amazing. the rotting down barn door. Yeah, barn door at the too Bates much. Motel, but this but. Uh, sturdy English oak door, nothing. Mm-hmm. So he gets in there. There's a fight, uh, which is wonderfully choreographed. And look, maybe I've been just a little bit spoiled by watching a lot of Highlander and the fighting <laughs> in that being good because this wasn't or having uh, a real sword. Yeah, not um, so, not aluminum tape on cardboard, but which is what his sword so was. Something. Did he? Did he? Because I was trying to figure this out way harder than I, I absolutely should have. But <laughs> so my theory is that he had ta- like that there was a real sword in there that he had disguised to look like cardboard so that he could bring it because it did sparks off of the the candelabra and the leather chair. (laughs) No, I think they wanted us to believe it was was a real sword. I I don't think they were able to get a real sword for insurance purposes or something. Probably not. Well, they could nearly run him (laughs) over with a car, but they can't get a sword. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the fight. Um, it also has uh, yet another brilliant line, uh, both in writing and delivery. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's, of course, this is a fight in an 80s action television show. There's banter uh-huh. going on. Uh-huh. And Michael says at one point, I wonder what will happen or I wonder who will figure this out or something like that. And Simon's reaction to that is, Your wondering days are overnight. <laughs> 
and he swings <laughs> at him. And it's brilliant because it's straight Lord. out of the villain playbook. But it's like, mm-hmm. you don't have a relationship with this person to like to say a line like that to them. No. Like, no. There's no predetermined. <laughs> yeah. You have minutes of interaction with each other. And yeah. and you immediately jump to Your wondering days are overnight. So he uh he distracts him with a uh, a curtain and uh gets away out the window. And then we get mm-hmm. yet another car chase. And this one mm-hmm. is our second use of the turbo boost yep. slash ramp deployment oh, system. The invisible yep. ramp gets deployed. That's because... the turbo boost. You jump. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. But at one point All right, so early early on, like when he first goes to visit Bonnie. Michael does the wink click finger guns, which I don't know if you know, but that is a that is a bisexual hallmark. And so I declared canonically. And then at one point during this chase scene, he goes, I want that man. And I was like, oh, see, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there <laughs> you got him pegged. Mm-hmm. So it is written. So it mm-hmm. is done. Um, there you go. So we have our second car chase uh, and Simon in. I can't I couldn't figure out what car he was driving. Um, but he, he drives into a, uh, a drive-in. And so Michael deploys turbo boost and ends up getting into the drive-in because he can't drive in the same way that Simon did. No, no, there are cars in the way. Because there's cars in the okay, way. Okay, time out. Just one, yeah. one real quick so thing. Before, before this, we have to show the people in the drive-in <laughs> and we have to show the nerdy kid who's, you know, the and one that's got to tell movie. you those, those special the effects are terrible. Yeah. Yep. Those special oh, yeah. effects are terrible. I know special effects. Mm. Yep. While they're wearing their, their paper 3D glasses. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, so to his girlfriend his or whatever, boost. he's just like, whatever, watch the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And he turbo boosts right through the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. Kit smashes through the screen, and then they track down Simon, and it's one more punch, and story over. That's it. No wrap-up. No, With uh, one more great line from Michael, though. Show's over, man. <laughs> yeah. And ev- all right, so then this is the other one, right? All of the people at the theater, like at the drive-in, are applauding that he mm-hmm. caught and clocked this guy. They have no context for what's no, going none, on. None whatsoever. No. But good job, <laughs> Rhett Butler. That guy could be a murderer. Yeah. But they knew, they knew he was Punched Rhett Butler. Him. They did. They were mm-hmm. like, good job, Rhett. Yeah. And then he does the, the, that. That was good. The like, the little pose, the, like, suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fixing mm-hmm. his yeah. suit. And do it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> he didn't. I was they, very disappointed. At no point did he say he didn't give a damn. And I was so upset. Oh. I was waiting for it the whole time. <laughs> that's not the movie they're spoofing. He couldn't yeah. use that line. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Have to, yeah, have to, but I'm just shocked that they they got out of their cars. Like, did you see where they ended up parked? They could have easily kept this car chase going. Like, it's not right. like they were blocked in. And yeah, a dude could have just bloop, reversed, and I'm out of there. Everyone that was parked at the drive-in turned on their headlights mm-hmm. because otherwise, yeah. the one car that was driving around that Michael was trying to find would have been terribly obvious. Yes. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, I mean, he he that turbo boost, that second one, he flew like thirty five feet in the air at like, a right angle. By the way, because oh, the yeah. driveway was right here, you'd have to go right, <laughs> straight right to make it through. Well, that traditionally, screen. drive-in theaters have a ramp behind the screen. That's yes, the only explanation because it happens so often. Yeah, mm-hmm. good point. <laughs> um, and he smashed through. By the way, like that's a concrete wall. Yeah. Okay. If you've mm-hmm. ever seen a drive-in theater screen, they're they're solidly built. What um, part of yeah. Turbo Boost are you really not <laughs> grasping here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then that's it. That just the story just ends there. We get no like no resolution to anything. Nope. I I was like thinking, okay, so so Simon was the killer, but then who was Grant talking to on the phone? Did Grant? Did Mr. Grant know that Simon was the killer? What was Denise's role in everything? How do these three people get? You know, um, like any of this? Nope, mm-hmm. none. We don't get any any of that. Nothing at all. Just uh, he knocked the guy out. Show's over. Uh, instead, we get a, a silly little moment where Michael and Devin show up at Bonnie's apartment, and we meet Esmeralda again. Only now mm-hmm. she's not Esmeralda anymore, because that was just for Halloween. Oh, yeah. Um, Sure, until she walked by flowers that kept wilting on her way 
because of what was yeah. in her. That's because of what was in her like hot dish that she yeah. brought. That because Kit, Kit told him like, Mm-mm-mm. don't eat What's that. Initially, I just thought I just thought she farted when she was walking past because <laughs> it was really zoomed in on her butt, and every time she walked past, they would die, and I was like, ooh, that's a red flag. Watch out for that. Silent but deadly. Yeah. Oh boy. What's in the dish? You don't want to know. Yeah. No, I actually do. Thanks. That's like your job. Could you just tell me? Yeah. And then we never get the resolution to that we either. Never get the no, it's I like, don't know what's because that's there. where we Kit, end on. Have... He opens the thing. Yeah. It's like he opens it up and then freeze frame. But it's like Kit, you have two jobs: smashing through walls in turbo boost mode. And analyzing things that I ask you to analyze. Don't tell me I don't want to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's uh, Knight Rider was such a, and this was, this was Knight Rider, like in a nutshell, this is a great, so yeah, great episode of Knight Rider because the show was just goofy and it knew it. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about it is like, it was created by Glenn A. Larson to give you an idea of some of the other stuff. If you don't recognize that name off the top of your head, Glenn A. Larson is responsible for either producing writing, or in some cases creating things like uh, The Six Million Dollar Man, um, Quincy M.E., uh, what else we got here? Battlestar Galactica was his, right. Buck, Buck Rogers in the 25th century, uh, which, by the way, the first time we meet Esmeralda, um, that costume that she's wearing, that dress with the huge collar and all that, that was yeah. from Buck Rogers. Uh, mm. It was actually originally worn by Julie Newmar. No, and they I mean, why spend here. money redesigning things? Sure, you know? it's an uh, homage. <laughs> oh yes, of course. Uh, some other stuff that he did: BJ and the Bear. Uh, he was co-creator of Magnum PI, The Fall Guy. Um, this Manimal. Uh, Manimal. <laughs> <laughs> Auto Man. Which, if you've not go to the um, Wikipedia page of Auto Man, we need to do an episode of that at some point. It ran for thirteen. Excellent. They made thirteen episodes. It ran twelve <sighs> of them, and the pictures alone. <laughs> so look we need amazing. the thirteenth, is what you're saying. We need to find the unreleased thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't um, think we do. So he. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Larson is not known for his uh, hard-hitting, gritty style of, uh, of television and film. Um, and this show is the perfect encapsulation of that because it's just a silly detective show. Like, he's literally, like we said, he's freelance police. He just does whatever he wants to uh, in his indestructible vehicle. Um, does make you want a Pontiac Trans Am, though. Quite a bit. Yeah, yeah it does. And when I told yeah, my mom that this is T-tops. what we were... When I told my mom that this is what we were... Um, watching this week she got all excited to tell me that when uh she and my dad like went to a car show relatively recently there was one there and it looked just like it and she was so excited mm, and nice. i was like mom i had I, no idea i had a friend who had a, an old uh firebird trans am and uh that thing was yes. that that thing was so much fun to, to ride around in mm-hmm. uh but yeah but she just... did have a turbo boost button no it did not unfortunately uh, we couldn't be so lucky. Mm. Um, what I loved about this episode was just the total cheese ball of like how hard they pushed the psycho angle of things. And it was funny <laughs> because the shower scene where she finds a dead body, it initially like I wasn't paying enough attention to the, to the music, so it didn't hit me right away. But then when Norman gets out of the car and I start hearing the psycho theme, and I'm like, Oh, and they did the same thing just a minute ago with the shot. What the hell? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, this was uh, this was very timely '80s stuff. I have another sound clip I want to play. Um, yes. These were some of the costumes that were at Denise's party the night before. Timely. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. These are these are timeless references. <laughs> Wait, at least a dozen boy Georges, a couple of break dancing mummies, and one John DeLorean. I love the John DeLorean. <laughs> a John DeLorean. Like, what kind of a reference is that? That that reference was dated in 1985. Mm-hmm. A year after this <laughs> was made. He's already in jail for cocaine by then. <laughs> so that uh, that got me quite a bit. Uh, also, I uh, another audio piece, because I have to, was uh, when Michael comes into the apartment and they're, they're having their little party, mm-hmm. and it's the first thing that Simon says to him is just, Nothing fancy. Cheese, a little Beaujolais. 
I was like, all right, yeah, sure. <laughs> Nothing fancy. At the yeah, singles whatever apartment. Whatever that means. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Correct. You've always got cheese and a little Beaujolais. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I want to move right. into this apartment building. That made me so feel bad. like Steve Rogers in the first Captain America, like fondue. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Um, all right, so Stephen, this being your first episode of Knight Rider that you've ever seen, what'd you think? I just missed out on something so great. <laughs> uh, I loved every minute of this. Like I, we've watched some shows where I've just been like, okay, that's all right, you know. I was glued <laughs> to the screen. I don't know why, because like part of my brain is going, this is stupid, and the other part is going, this is awesome, and I want like that. Somewhere in there, that stupid and awesome together mixture, you get just some magical thing. I, I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved watching David Hasselhoff do what David Hasselhoff does. I haven't seen a movie with him this young before. I mean, I watched Baywatch, you know, I, I know what he looked like then, but I didn't really know what he looked like in Knight Rider. He's kind of got a baby face, mm-hmm. you know? If it wasn't for his chest hair hanging out everywhere... That dude's like, he's got a bit of a baby face, but the puffy hair makes up for it, you know? All that get up going on. Well, I love it, Travis. And and look, this was the 80s, so chest hair was big at that point. We're coming yeah, out of the 70s. That was the look, right? You didn't wax uh-huh. back then. Yeah. He didn't no. start waxing it, until 89 in Baywatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes a high degree of confidence to unbutton that many buttons. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like, it does. I get it. <laughs> yeah. He, he can do that. I'm not me. No. <laughs> no. No. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm doing one button, maybe, but not three. I'm not. Yeah. All you're missing out. If this show had been made, say, five years earlier, you would have Yep. Yeah. Or at least tanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then so we get tanks. It was. It was the eighties. <laughs> I'm, I'm all more power to him, you know. Well, hey, you know what? You're lucky. There are four seasons of this show, and they're all on Netflix right now, so you can yeah, they are and watch them. Amy, I'm what was it. what? What did you think? Did you have fun uh, traveling did, back to the world of Michael Knight and Kit? I just wanted to. Keep, I wanted to watch all of them all the time. Like I just, it was so good. I had like because it's it's one of those things, right? Like I. I feel like I have so little time, right, like, to consume media. I must consume good media. And I watched this, and I said, no, I want to consume fun (laughs) media. I don't care if it's good. Mm -hmm. It was entertaining as heck, and I just want to watch it forever. Yep. Uh, Audie, how about you? Did you have a good time? I loved it. I mean, I watched Knight Rider back in the day and loved it. I watched this and loved it. And I was thinking about it today. I was like, we just did... Four episodes of this podcast talking about jumping the shark, and jumping the shark was modus operandi for this show. Yeah, oh yeah, like, that was just no weekly. jumping and it the was shark because it's just like, yeah, that's my secret cap. I'm always jumping the shark. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like this show, when you read the the breakdown of the show, it's like Mike Detective Michael Long was shot in the face. Uh-huh. And got reconstructive plastic surgery, mm-hmm. and his name was changed to Michael Knight. And now he's a freelance cop, <laughs> yeah. like with an indestructible, technologically superior car. Here's the thing: when we say jumping the shark is a weekly occurrence, there are multiple episodes in which David Hasselhoff also plays an evil version of himself mm-hmm. with the goatee, yep. with the with the facial oh hair, with God. the goatee, oh, yeah. where he drives uh, he drives a different uh, specialized indestructible vehicle. Is yep. it a car? So. Yeah. Uh, well, there's yeah, there's car. Yep. Yeah. Because that's yeah. the oh that the episode after this one was Kit versus Car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys are lying to me. Well, this no. can't be true. It's K A R R. I I'm not lying. I we are not. I wish I was. Oh, and word. I'm glad I'm not. Nope. Season three, episode <laughs> so six, glad. Kit versus Car. Let me just read you this real quick. All right. Aww. Kit's yeah, bad please. tempered. Kit's bad-tempered prototype car is found buried in the sand by mechanic John Stanton and his girlfriend Mandy. Carr convinces Stanton to replace his damaged parts and give him a new look. Then he sets out to take his revenge on Kit and Michael Knight. After turbo-boosting into the Foundation Semi, John and Carr take possession of an improved... (laughs) Hold on. Of an improved 
laser Bonnie was preparing for Kit to use against his evil twin. Yeah, because we did miss out on the truck. We didn't get the truck mm-hmm. in this episode. We did. Steven, yeah. Steven, the truck is important. <laughs> just need to, I need to watch all of it. Yes. Uh, don't sleep for me. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Andor and Marvel are coming up on a break. I'll have plenty of time. It's um, great. Andor's not, but you got Marvel's done for a little while. So. I got time. I'll find yeah. the time. I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I got yeah. something to slot in. We'll be yeah. fine. Now, here's another interesting thing that, that I found when I was doing a little bit of background on the show is it ran from 82 to 86, and starting in 86, they syndicated it. And channels had the option to syndicate the hour-long episodes with about three minutes trimmed off of them, or heavily edited half-hour versions of these episodes. How confusing would a half-hour version (laughs) of this episode be? They had 45 minutes to try and tell the story, and I still don't know what happened. (laughs) They used every bit of that 45 minutes. Every bit. And then you cut it in half. It would just be like Michael showing up with some flowers and then going in a car chase... Yeah. And then finding the gorilla costume and going in another car chase and finger guns and the show's over. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's amazing. But uh. yes, this show not only had Michael Knight with an evil twin, but the car had an evil twin too. Steven, mm-hmm. you're going to have some fun. Oh, you're in. Uh, so yeah. I'm, you're I'm in watching it for some good stuff. Yes. Yeah. And that was Knight Rider <laughs> and the episode Halloween Night, kicking off our Halloween spooky-themed episodes. Uh, we did get a little bit of feedback this week. Yep, um, yep. So on Twitter, uh, how great at how great was that? The, that was great, wasn't it? Um, Cartoon Rewatch Podcast uh, said, Doug, this show growing up. My main memory is only of the two episodes where they took, uh, took on the evil Michael Knight, the goatees, the giveaway, and Goliath, the <laughs> truck. Uh-huh. Love it. Yes. Uh, and if I, got you want... some, uh, I got some feedback from oh. uh, Phil Root, who's mm-hmm. in the chat. Yeah, I, yeah, I posted this myself, and he replied to me. Uh, Knight Rider was, eight, was eight-year-old Phil's jam. This mm-hmm. and The Fall Guy were the first non-kid shows I remember being really into. My parents would even let me stay up late to see if there was a very special two-hour episode on. A uh, big highlight of my early TV days. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, this is good stuff. And I'm I'm most excited about the fact that it's available on Netflix uh-huh. right yeah. now, which is For a now, service that so many people have. So take advantage mm-hmm. of it and watch it, even mm-hmm. if all you do is put it on in the background and listen to that beautiful, beautiful theme. Because... Which has been sampled... I want that to play. It has been sampled over and over. In fact, there is a song from Busta Rhymes in the late 90s that samples both the Knight Rider theme, and the theme from Psycho in the same song. (laughs) Hmm. All right. Yeah. Maybe he watched season three episode. (laughs) Obviously, Buster Rhymes was a big fan of this episode. I honestly wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, no, I (laughs) I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. He had a uh, a Last Dragon reference in one of his music videos. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the guy's got taste. Yeah. Um, if you want to send us feedback, you can do that. We didn't get any emails this week, but you can email those were the days show at gmail.com. And uh, we love to get your emails there or on Twitter at those days show. And uh, you can find the show uh, Monday nights at twitch.tv slash two dorks TV. And then as a podcast the following day, anchor.fm slash those were the days. Uh, was it those were the days or those were the days show? I never remember what we did there. Or the, just those were the day. You know what? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> or just search <laughs> just for find it where you get your podcast. Yeah, search you for know, those were the days anywhere. Fire up your podcast thingy and look for look those for were the days and look for our faces. cartoon faces. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Audie. I'm mm-hmm. using the avatar everywhere at this point. Uh, it's super appreciated. I feel like I owe you money, like royalties, everywhere <laughs> it shows up. Um, I will take so, it. <laughs> So I have kicked <laughs> off our spooky month. Uh, Audie, you've got next week. What are, you, uh, what are you bringing us? Yeah, this time around, I'm doing the animated show. Hey. Oh. So next week, I have chosen Disney's Gargoyles. Season 2, oh, Episode 7, Eye of the Beholder. Yes. Oh. So we're going to watch some Gargoyles. Or as some of us like to call it, Next Generation, .50. Yeah, because yeah. like most of the cast is from the next Star Trek: The Next Generation. 
Mm-hmm. Ne- Next Generation, Boom. the animated series. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I can't wait for that. Gargoyles I'm is great. So excited. And, and that's I'm on Disney stoked. Plus, so easy mm-hmm. to find. Yes. Yep, should be uh, pretty accessible for most folks. So definitely come back and check that out next week. That's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, I cannot wait. Gargoyles is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, um, man. So uh, for, for me, for Amy, for Steven, and for Audie, just remember, Michael is out there. And he's working for you. Man. Ha, ha, ha.